0: With his own nicotine pouches.
1: And welcome on in to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing as we wrap up the month of May. Into June already, Chris Wilner, Kyle Ricky, once again joining you. I'm in the Charlotte, North Carolina studios, Concord, North Carolina. Kyle's way back up at Stafford Motor Speedway uh, in Connecticut. Kyle, uh, we're into the month of June. The sun is out behind you, lots of racing going on. I think we had one of the most special weekends of racing uh, here this past Memorial Day weekend. How was your week and, and certainly a lot to talk about this week? Well,
0: unfortunately, it rained out. All no. but uh, all but one feature we got one feature in here and then the bottom dropped out but uh other than that there was a lot of racing this weekend uh i think starting on what thursday night um on, on flow racing i mean every night of the week i think has something or had yeah. something um but you know right through sunday's marathon of monaco indy and uh and charlotte um a lot happening a lot to talk about short tracks i think every Short track in the country had a special event, so uh, certainly a a lot to talk about this
1: week. Absolutely, and uh, we've got a pretty good show for you folks at home, too. We're going to have Tommy Baldwin Jr., the owner of Tommy Baldwin Racing, that iconic 7NY On a tear, speaking of like month of success for him, that entire, he's on a three-race win streak, just picked up the checkered flag with a new driver uh, this week was Mike Christopher Jr., just his first win in three career starts in the NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour. So we'll have Tommy on, pick his brain about not only this season, but also talk a little bit about what he thinks just as a whole, modified racing in New England, and obviously with his NASCAR uh, success and career, kind of what he thinks of where we're at with the next-gen car in the Cup Series. But we are going to talk about Mike Christopher Jr. to start off the show because, boy, it was a show out at Jennerstown as the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour wrapped up a three-consecutive race stretch of their season, finally get a little bit of a breather. But, Kyle, we got another uh, first-time winner, Mike Christopher Jr. The name's familiar, but first time we got to see Mike Christopher Jr. in victory lane.
0: The son of Mike Christopher Sr. and of course the uh, the nephew of the late great Ted Christopher that has found so much success here at Stafford Motor Speedway. Mike Christopher Jr. has also a, found a lot of success here at Stafford, including a big win one year ago next week with Tommy Baldwin Jr. Uh, in, a, in an Open 80 event here at Stafford. So not a huge surprise to see him jump in that car um, at Jennerstown and, and claim the win, but it's how he did it. I mean, he, he took the lead from Tyler Ripkema late in the event. And uh, boy, once he made his move, he was able to pull away and, and win by a good distance. So uh, congratulations to, to Mike and, and to Tommy on a third career win. They got uh, something figured out right now in the NASCAR wheel and modified tour.
1: Yeah, they certainly do. And two iconic names into victory lane, certainly special. And for Tommy, you know, that's two drivers. Now the one, the last three races for him. So uh, if he doesn't have a second car ready, hopefully he will. We'll. Find out from him later if he does, because, boy, that team is on a roll. So that'll kick off our coast-to-coast top seven of our top seven winners over the past weekend. Uh, Number two goes to Brandon Jones, the Ark Menard Series in NASCAR's backyard at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yes, and we're not talking about Xfinity Series. This is ARCA, so you heard that correctly. Brandon making a rare appearance down in the Ark Menard Series how to survive a wild race, and I mean, it pretty much had everything. We had a fire in the cockpit for Parker Chase. We had teammates ruffling feathers and Raja Karuth and Nick Sanchez. But at the end of the day, uh, one of NASCAR's up-and-coming stars in the Xfinity Series, Brandon Jones, got it done. Kyle, what did you think of that race at Charlotte?
0: It was a wild race, as you mentioned, uh, and we expected that. A lot, of, uh, a lot of incidents, a big field or a bigger field than what we've seen in the Arkham and Art Series national schedule this year. Not a surprise that uh, the NASCAR Xfinity driver and and pretty solid equipment get out front and lead most of the event with Brandon Jones claiming the win, getting a little extra track time there, uh, preparing for the Xfinity Series race the next day. Overall, a, a good event. Amber Balkin, uh, we had her on a couple of weeks ago, uh, besting her career best of now a seventh. Uh, she finished, what, eighth or ninth a few weeks back. So she's continuing to find progress. And uh, the battle of the Rev Racing drivers atop the championship standings uh, looks like it's going to roll on through, through most of the summer months.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And for Amber, she called it, too. She said, I'm going to best that ninth place finish at Talladega. She yeah. certainly did. So great job. For her. All right. So moving on to number three of our coast to coast top seven. I'm going to give it to Josh Berry. And I know we're talking NASCAR Xfinity series again back at Charlotte. But this is a career full circle moment for Josh. The short track ace for years made his name in the late model stocks and, and late model divisions for junior motorsports. Got his opportunity there with the Xfinity car. Uh, Not only is one race, but now gets to win at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and his career started at Concord Motor Speedway in the short track. So pretty cool full circle moment for Josh. That's got to be special.
0: Grew up in that region of the country, found so much success, built a fan base in that region of the country, uh, found a a Hickory Motor Speedway, obviously, most recently Concord before that. So to come home, win on the big track uh, on a big weekend like uh, the Coca-Cola 600 race weekend. Pretty special. Uh, wasn't easy for him. His junior motorsports teammates were probably his biggest competitors for 300 miles on Saturday afternoon, but he was able to hold them off.
1: Boy, G- junior motorsports so good right now too. it sure. going on oh. right now? Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to our coast to coast top seven. Number four, we're gonna go open wheel racing. Still grassroots racing. He's made his time also on some of the stock car side of things. Bobby Santos, the third, a legendary name when it comes to New England short track racing often runs with the USAC National Series when it comes to Silver Crown and Pavement Midget Racing, and he whooped on him And not one, but two races as part of the Night Classic, back again at IRP, Indianapolis Raceway Park, part of the Indy 500 weekend, uh, sweeping the Midget and Silver Crown portions. Kyle, uh, nobody better when it comes to running pavement open-wheel races than you talk about Cody Swanson and Bobby Santos III, and Bobby got the best of Cody twice uh, this past weekend.
0: Because Cody got the best of Bobby in the (laughs) Silver Crown race a year ago, and Bobby uh, wasn't about to forget that. Um, Bobby and Cody, but they both have that place figured out. Uh, No matter what you put them in at IRP, uh, they seem to do well. And and this week, it was Bobby's turn to sweep the night. You know, he uh, dominated the midget race, came back later in the evening and led all but, I think, one lap, 99 of 100 laps in the Silver Crown race. Uh, Once he got out front, he was gone.
1: Ryan Newman, 11th place finish, and a shout-out to Taylor Ferns, too. Uh, best female ever finisher in a USAC event, third in the Silver Ground portion, and I think she's got four, the top four best uh, overall yep. results for a female in USAC in that series, so pretty special for Taylor. Hopefully, we'll have to have her on the show uh, in the coming weeks. We're going to move on to number five. That's going to be Amber Lynn, winning Bowman Gray Stadium Sportsman 100. Not an easy place to get a win but yet alone 100 laps for the sportsman, Kyle. That was a heck of a job by Amber. First female
0: driver to do that, uh, win in the sportsman in a 100-lapper. And, uh, again, she dominated. She, she, they, they did a random pill draw in the field house before to determine the top, I think, the top eight or the top ten. She pulled the pole, and uh, once she got out front, uh, there was no stopping her. Um, even hinted in victory lane post-race that, A modified might be in her future, so uh, we'll see. But right now, uh, challenging for that sportsman championship here in 2022 at the stadium.
1: Got to love those little teases in victory lane because it makes you wonder what's going to be happening next. All right, number six of our Coast to Coast Top 7, Hunter Robbins uh, won the Disturbing the Peace 100, the Show Me the Money series out at Montgomery. A staple uh, in that Southern late model rankings, and uh, he's back atop the power rankings, actually, with his third career win. Running for Donnie Wilson, awfully familiar with Victory Lane. Hunter Robbins, one to watch. Is
0: this the third win for him this year? I feel like uh, every time we talk about racing down at that part of the country, he's either a factor or in Victory Lane. We had him on the show earlier earlier this year, no doubt having a, a career year for Hunter, picking up the win at Montgomery.
1: Yep, also winner of the Alabama 200 this year yep. when we had him on, so pretty special for Hunter. And rounding out our Coast to Coast top seven here for our previous week's winners, Ben Ashline, his third career Coastal 200, another marquee late model event, Kyle, for you folks up in the Northeast, uh, the longest race at uh, the racetrack Wicasset. Did I say that correctly? With Wicasset. See, Wiccassette. all the New England people are going to be uh-huh. yelling at me, but Ben gets his third career Coastal in 200, pretty special.
0: Yeah, uh, and a great field at Wiscasset, Wiscasset, stay you with Kyle. me,
1: Wiss over Cassett. the weekend,
0: and uh, so, yeah, congratulations to Ben picking up his third checkered flag in that premier event.
1: All right, time for a shout-out to the week, Kyle. We get, uh, I think I went for two this week because it was hard, and both are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, R.J. Brown, w- Braun winning his second, uh, the second round of the Slinger Elite Eight Series out at Slinger, one of the most iconic Midwest short tracks uh, that we have. He held off. I think the veterans combined for 10 track championships between the three of them, and he held them off. The youngster R.J. Braun getting his uh, round number two win of the Slinger Elite Series, so hats off to him. Not easy being a a pair of veterans that included the likes of Brad Muller and Lower Bennett. Gavin Boeschel... And this is a name you folks at home are going to want to uh, keep an eye on over the next several years as he gets ready to compete at the higher forms of the short track ranks, winning the inaugural uh, Extreme Outlaw Midget Showdown uh, at Millbridge Speedway on the dirt. Uh, the midgets were back this past weekend and uh, got a good job of uh, basically holding off some of the best when it comes to midget racing, and he does it at the ripe old age of 13 years old, so pretty special for Gavin. Kyle, who's your shout outs to the week? Yeah, I have
0: two as well. There was a lot of racing going on this weekend. You uh, stole my thunder for one of them a little bit ago in Taylor Ferns, uh, picking up her first podium, first female to finish in a podium spot on the USAC Silver Crown Trail, besting her mark of a fourth, which happened in 2013 at Eldora. So congratulations to Taylor, uh, that first win I'm sure right around the corner in USAC Silver Crown competition. Uh, And Chase Dowling, from this part of the country, who uh, once again, driving for Ben Dodge Jr., uh, who is a co-announcer with me here at the Stafford Speedway, a longtime car owner up here in the Northeast. Uh, picking up the race win in the tri-track modifieds at the Thunder Road Speed Bowl up in Barrie, Vermont. So uh, congratulations to Chase. Uh, another, uh, I don't, I don't want to call him a young driver anymore. He's been around a while, but whenever he's behind the wheel of a modified, uh, he's one to uh, to deal with uh, at the front of the field, uh, whether it be on the local level or in the uh, the touring level, and. Picked up another checkered flag at Thunder Road uh, this past Saturday. Modifieds look good back at Thunder Road for the first time in many, many years.
1: Certainly do. All right, those are our shout-outs of the week. If you have an idea for who we should give a shout-out to uh, the, this coming weekend for racing, don't forget to uh, tag us on social media, at NASCAR Coast to Coast, Kyle Ricky, and Chris Wilner 26 on Twitter. Find us. Let us know who you think our shouts should be for this weekend's racing, and you may just hear them on the show next week. All right, well, we mentioned Tommy Baldwin Jr. Uh, and his team, that 7NY, the iconic modified on a tear. Three straight wins, the latest coming this past weekend at Jennerstown in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. We have him on the line. So coming up next, we're going to pick his brain because he's not only been an iconic car owner, but he's also uh, producing pretty good spotters too as well. So he can do it all when it comes to NASCAR and short track racing. So Tommy Baldwin Jr. coming up next on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. You're watching NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR roots. Catch the Wheel and Modified Tour, Ark Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour races all season long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. And joining us now on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the one, the only, Mr. Tommy Baldwin Jr., directly from the shop after another big weekend in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour Series. Another big win for you, Tommy. Congratulations uh is that car made of gold or it feels like anybody who's touched it uh, has found victory lane here over the last few weeks
2: yeah it's been pretty good uh you know we've done a lot of racing so far this year it's, you know started our season back in january testing and uh we learned a lot and uh we've applied it to every race and that seems to be working i know we talked during the off season that uh there was a new car being built is this the new car that's uh, been finding all the success Actually, this is the older one that we rebuilt over the winter. We, uh, we've we only got one race on the brand-new car. That was the Sizzler, and uh, blaming myself for that mess up there. But uh, we'll be running that one uh, next week at the Stafford Open 80 race, and uh, we'll do a little testing before that, and hopefully that thing will be right. But our other car in between these two cars is, you know, that's been our southern car on the Smart Tour with Caleb Hetty driving, and, uh, you know, we've won that and uh, close to leading the points there too, so.
1: Obviously the most recent success with Mike Christopher jr here this past weekend at Jennerstown, but I want to go back a few weeks when Jimmy Blewett said, Hey, I, I can't make it. Got to take care of my daughter. Um, we're thankfully learning that hopefully that she's going to be okay. And I know he's been down there taking care of her, but describe what the past three weeks has been like for you as a car owner now being like, okay, what are my options? And it looks like you got some pretty good ones there starting with Doug Kobe. Yeah. I mean, that
2: was, uh, we got lucky there, you know, obviously he hasn't been driving full time and, uh, you know, just I looked at his record real quick and uh, obviously he's done well at Riverhead, you know, and uh, I said, Hey, can you, you want to drive the thing? And luckily he said yes. And then uh, Jimmy needed another week and uh, Kobe agreed to drive it again, which was good. And Mike Christopher was always on the schedule to drive Jennerstown, uh, where Jimmy will pick back up at Knock and Riverhead um, as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm used to it. I've had a lot of drivers drive the cup teams, you know, switching seats every week. So, it's really not that big a deal for me. Um, it, it kind of opened up some new doors of the thought process going into the rest of the year with our schedule and what we have going on. Uh, you know, I was expecting to be pretty good this year and be close to leading the, both the smart tour and the NASCAR modified wheel and tour points. And, uh, we're going to have three conflicting races towards the end of the year that we're going to have to work hard at being at both events. So, um, I think with, with Doug coming into the picture, with his group uh, of people, um, Jimmy's group of people, I think it's kind of like set the tone of how we're going to do it. So um, we'll see what happens. But we got way more, a lot more racing to go before we get to that point. But uh, we have at least some plans in place. So other than two families that have been involved in modified racing
0: for decades and decades and decades and i have seen the highs and lows of the sport and have seen the highs and lows of life, how did you and and Mike Christopher Jr. come together?
2: Well, I mean, I, I've always been somebody that's looked for young kids, but with a lot of uh, talent, you know. And uh, you know, obviously, the Christopher name goes deep, like you said. And uh, kid can drive, you know. And uh, I think he's proven it. I think he's won what four races for me out of eight, nine should have won two two others. Um, so uh, you know, he's done a lot of winning in this seven and Y so far. And uh, you know. Uh, we got to keep it going with him. You know, we we, I, I ran him in some races last year and, you know, kind of see how we did at certain tracks so I can pick a good schedule for him for my plan for this year, what we needed to do to chase points. And uh, I got lucky at Jennerstown. He picked right up on it pretty good and uh, didn't, didn't obviously, you know, started eighth and uh, drove to the front, and won the race. So uh, good start of the tour, you know, finished third at New Smyrna. I mean, so he's got two two tour starts, a third, you know, first and third. That's not bad for helping this team uh, leading in the points so far.
1: Not bad at all. As a car owner, though, how difficult is it on this side of the grassroots racing to have an eye for maybe somebody that's going to be, you know, a, the next great modified driver? Obviously, it's hard when you get to the grassroots level because a lot of the young kids are still getting their, you know, feet wet and racing. But what are you looking for? Because uh, obviously you found some good ones, whether it was Mike Christopher Jr. with the name or you had John McKennedy, you know, several years ago.
2: Yeah. And we got Caleb Hetty and, and on the team too, you know, he just came right out of the legends cars. Uh, you know, I've just watched him running some races. You know, I like, I like kids that race clean that, uh, that know how to pass. Um, I don't like kids that run into each other and try to make the pass. And Caleb was one of those kids that, you know, he, he passed for the lead and he, he was fast all the time and he got right in this thing and did the same thing. And Michael's no different. You know, he, he, I, I feel we got to get Michael a little bit more aggressive, um, than he is. Um, but that'll come in time, uh, with me talking to him a little bit more, you know, you gotta, you gotta understand he drives the family equipment. He's got to keep it clean. You know, this racing costs a lot of money, but, uh, there's probably some races that he's given up. I've watched in the past that, uh, if he was a little bit more aggressive, not wrecking the guy, but just on the past that uh, he probably could have won. So, uh, I keep my eye on that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, these kids around with so much talent nowadays, and obviously, we can't, we don't do this for free. So, uh, if there's sponsors and these kids, you know, have the the, the will to drive uh, NASCAR Modified, which a lot of a lot of drivers have come out of the NASCAR Modified ranks and made it to the Cup level or the, the you know the next you know the 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 other levels of the this truck and Xfinity series. So, um, this is a great learning learning curve um, to get there for sure. What's the
0: – and the modified tour now off for a couple of weeks uh, as far as the NASCAR tour. Uh, what's the schedule look like going forward? Is Jimmy ready to, to come back and, and run, I guess, his scheduled races here for the summer months?
2: Yeah, yeah, and we got some other things cooking with Doug that we'll, we'll probably do coming up too. And, uh, you know, Mikey's schedule's pretty much set. I don't think – I think we might have to move one race with Mikey with what's going on with the conflicting uh, uh, events coming up. Uh, late September, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of racing coming up. I think we got uh, probably 30 more races to go this year. So yeah, we got we got some good fun fun race tracks to be at, and I like going to tracks that I've never been at before. It's it's pretty cool, you know, um, to do that. No matter what what level of racing it is, it's fun. I hate I missed Thunder Road on on uh, on Sunday this past Sunday. I just didn't have the the engine ready and didn't have anything ready, you know, with the weather and. I just didn't. I couldn't make Claremont in that, which I hated not doing the triple. But at least we uh, ran good at Jennerstown and uh, left there with the with the win and uh, got got a little bit more points in the points lead.
1: To go back, I think you have one of the coolest stories in terms of just your career and all that you've accomplished, making it all the way up through NASCAR, both as you know on the crew chief side and then ownership side and everything's like that. When did the racing bug, though, growing up in Long Island? Because folks watching at home if they didn't know they could tell by your accent your proud boy from from Long Island area where did it initially hit for you uh the racing bug
2: oh, I don't it started so early man I don't I don't even know if I know what else to do to be honest with you you know we, you know my, my dad owned a repair shop and a gas station which now I own up in Long Island we own two of them actually now we got over 30 employees up at Baldwin Automotive but uh it started early I you know I was there probably six, seven years old, starting to work pumping gas and checking oil and just gradually moved into the shop and started, you know, he taught me how to clean the shop, shops the right way. The first, first thing. And the second thing was clean the race cars the proper way and, and start picking up wrenches. So I I got lucky enough that, uh, my house was close to the shop and I could go there every day and, and work, work my guts out right alongside my dad. And, uh, you know, he taught me everything about building race cars and maintaining them. And, uh, it made the transition moving down south to the cup level pretty easy to be honest with you as far as being ready for that type of work um you know work ethic that needed to be done the demanding of hours and what needed to be done in a cup level back in the day so um it worked out well what drew you back to the modifieds i don't know i just uh you know i i, I don't know man i, I i've always i i was gone for 25 years right and i didn't pay you know i paid t- attention to it a little bit when my dad was still alive and uh, racing and i didn't really do much only when we with a cup and modified to racing together I'd, I'd watch and pay attention but i didn't know who was winning who was losing who was winning championships uh, for all those years and uh, you know i just decided hey i just let me let me i want to do something i, I don't want to get out of racing you know i don't want to after i sold my my cup team i i didn't want to get out completely so i said "Ah, let me get back in this i'm gonna run five six races go have some fun and now obviously it's turned into over 40 a year and we got you know this thing rolling and started another rolling racing team again and uh we got legends cars we got modifieds we're gonna have crate cars with the kids so we got we got all kinds of stuff happening
1: you mentioned your father, Tom Baldwin, how big of an influence was he in your early career and how much does he still influence you now? You know, obviously with what you've learned uh, as a kid and as a young man and, and growing up through your career, because I know he was somebody very special to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, just, you know, the guy just taught me how to work hard and, you know, you got to earn everything, you know, you do in, in life and uh, you got to keep your head down and keep digging and, you know, don't, don't, don't pay attention to the people, you know, negative things that's going on around you. You got to, you, you, you're the only one that can make things right, you know, and make things, you know, move forward in your life in this world. So I never seen the guy quit, man. I seen him get his butt kicked day in, day out, but every day he got up the next day and was ready for anything that hit him. And uh, I try to do the same thing, you know, just the way, I don't know any better, you know, and uh, obviously this, the, you know, running back to black and, red 7ny and keeping his legacy uh, alive is important to to our family and uh yeah i mean it's an important number in the nascar modified series and and modifies as a whole you know so um it's fun to keep it rolling and now uh starting to uh see the benefits of it for sure
0: claimed one of his biggest wins track right behind me here at the stafford speedway and the car quest 300 all those uh years ago uh let's talk about you mentioned modified racing and how you could have pulled the triple this weekend. There's a lot of modified options up here in the Northeast now, a lot of different tours and open shows. Uh, you and Mikey won one of those here at Stafford a year ago. Um, when you look at the big picture, the health of modified
2: racing, uh, how do you see it as a, as a team owner? I think it's it's awesome. Um, you know, but between Stafford's open races and the Tri-Track Series and, and the NASCAR Modified Series and the Outlaws Series and, you know, the Smart Tour, you know, there's over a hundred modifieds roaming around right now racing and everybody it's, it seems like all the different series have, have met everybody's niches. You know what I'm saying? Some guys who probably didn't have enough money to run the tour have all the options to run, you know, the, the tri track or the, or the, or the open series at Stafford or the outlaw series or, or come down during the, the, the cold you know months up North and race some smart races, which some guys have done. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's helped. Um, I'm hoping that they all keep communicating and try to keep it all the same going. So we move forward. I hope, you know, no one changes their mind and changes rules and we're going to have to do it this way because they want to, as long as they keep everything the same, all these open series and keep it as close to the modified tour as it possibly can, except for obviously the engines are different, which, you know, we all understand why, but, uh, if we can keep it all close, we're going to see nothing but any, all these series growing. Um, the only thing is, we can't have too much of it, right? We can't have we can't have all of it going on all the time. So that will hurt everybody's stuff, you know. Obviously, Stafford's really strong on Friday nights, but that's I don't know anything else besides Stafford on Friday night racing, right? And I don't think any other fan does. So I don't think uh, that'll that'll hurt one bit. But uh, yeah, as long as we keep everything the same, we're going to be in good shape.
1: And you mentioned the growth just in terms of the state of the sport, but I think a big part of that is going to be the reach you guys get on flow racing and streaming partners. Like what flow has been able to do throwing a bunch of resources into grassroots racing. As we've talked to the drivers on the show about how they feel about it, but as a team owner, that's gotta be good exposure for you guys, especially at this level. And I'm sure you you've been seeing the benefits this year.
2: Yeah. I hope I think this year is a very important um, part of what we got going on. I think, If we can gain all the statistics of, you know, all the feedback from flow of how much TV time and what the value is, that's the next thing we got to learn. What is the value of what is the value of what flow is bringing to our race car and our sponsors? If we can understand that at the end of the year, then we can put together good proposals and go after, you know, more sponsors and more partners. Because if we can prove that this this is a gain, which it is, we know that. But now we need the statistics. You know, we need, we need the feedback now from from you guys and Flo and everybody else to say this is what it's worth. You know, just like the cup stuff. You know, we need we need a value on it. And uh, if we can get this going and understand the value of it, we can start selling. It's just going to help all of us.
0: This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defined 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Kyle Larson
1: brings his Chevy in four
0: My final question for you: uh, You mentioned forty-plus race season. What's next? What's this weekend with the NASCAR tour off now? The next few weeks.
2: This weekend's off. This weekend I'm oh. taking yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm uh, little reboot and uh, yeah. probably go to the beach and uh, have a little cocktail. But uh, I'm gonna take the weekend off, and then we'll, we'll start with the staff at Open Eighty next Friday, and. Uh, and then the next week we'll hit it pretty hard. And uh, like I said, we got some things brewing for Manadnock and Riverhead. I'm not going to say anything yet, but uh, we we're, we're finalizing some things, and there might be two cars going. You never know, and uh, both those places. So, um, yeah, we're going to hit it pretty hard, you know, coming up. We got some fun tracks, Manadnock, right? And what's that? Riverhead? I think we got Wall next with with uh, you know Jimmy there. So uh, excited to uh, to keep this rolling, and uh, I know we got. I don't know Waterford Tri Tracks coming up. I think we got Thompson Wednesday night show. I think coming up. So it's all kinds. Of, I got Legends Racing, you know, <laughs> on some out and on Mondays and Tuesdays. And uh, we got uh, North Worksboro coming up in the beginning of August. That's going to be a great Tuesday, Wednesday night event. Um, I'm hoping Flo or somebody. I'm hoping Flo does it. To be honest with you, it's going to be a great event. So we got all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to be everywhere.
1: No rest for the wicked, but I'm glad you are at least this weekend. That sounds like a plan. Going to the beach, crack a few cold ones, just enjoy the success that you've had. My final question for you, and I've just been curious. You know, I know you haven't been in the Cup Series since 2020, but do you still pay attention a whole lot? You still, you know, what are your thoughts of where we're at with this next gen car? Would that be an interest of you? You know, because they want to make this next gen car something a little bit more, you know, even playing field, getting some new teams, and we've seen some new teams come in this year. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have any more interest to get back in the NASCAR? Or are you pretty happy with where you're at?
2: pretty happy where i'm at I, I did my 25 years you know i did i did uh Jacques daytona with the 27 car and uh, i had some fun there and and then we we went to uh coda and i did that a little bit but uh the car is awesome i mean it's a it, you know i tell everybody it, it's a real pain in the ass to work on but it man these things are so fun to work on because they, they're very adjustable of make you know going fast but you know it's still you, you can own a team, which is great, but you need all the resources You needed all the money. And it's, it's great that, you know, the teams like track house and Denny Hamlin started, you know, and Michael Jordan started a team because it's instant resources. They didn't have to start like me with nothing and, and, and try to make it. That, that, I think those days are over to be honest with you. So, um, I got out at the right time, I believe, um, you know, it was going to a lot of money getting ready to be spent on these new cars. I mean, obviously I knew it was coming, so it was time to, uh, put my 25 years in i I, don't, I still haven't gotten retirement checks from the nascar <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh you know i'm having fun i'm back to you know i was having. i don't know any better about racing but i was having fun no matter what but uh really having fun now
1: what well, do you think we're gonna see at gateway this weekend with these cup cars i don't know if you have you been out there with the trucks or xfinity or, or anything like that what do, what do you think we're gonna see
2: uh, I, I i did do some testing with the cup car years and years ago there it's uh, you know pretty similar to to new hampshire i think um you know with these new cars there's gonna be a lot of shifting going on you know you got some slow corners and stuff so um yeah i mean if somebody's right it, it's they're going to be fast for sure and uh you know it's a it's kind of like reminds me the place like new hampshire type place you know you, you got to have the car on the ground and getting off the corner and they're going to be shifting a lot there i believe and uh i think it's going to be a good race if, if goodyear brings the right tire soft enough tire there's going to be some good race and if they bring if they don't bring the right tire like they brought it, you know, from Martinsville. Um, I think it's going to affect everything. But uh, they've been pretty good on there. They've been, you know, you got to give Goodyear a lot of credit. They've yeah. been pretty good on uh, for the most part. Uh, I've seen. I think you guys have seen. You know, we've all seen a lot of great racing this year.
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And thank you so much for your time, Tommy. We appreciate it. Uh, go enjoy a nice, relaxing weekend for once, and uh, maybe check out some of the racing on Flow. What do you think?
2: Oh, I will. I got this. Tonight's my night to recap on all the flow races. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the dirt series is tonight, right? Tuesday night somewhere. So I'm going to watch that at 10 o'clock at night. It usually comes on. So yeah, I got my flow schedule down. It's uh, you can't beat that flow racing, man. You can't.
1: You can't. Best value in motorsports for sure. Well, Tommy, appreciate it, man, and uh, congratulations, seriously, on all the success. And I know the weekend off is deserved, but you got to be thinking, man, we got to keep this momentum going. I can't take a week off.
2: I can I can take a week off. Attaboy,
1: attaboy. Spoken like a true go, veteran.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go to Wilkesboro tomorrow, just watch, see what's going on. There's a little tire test going on there to get ready. So I'll get my week, little day in, you know, and think I'll be okay. But, uh, yeah, I got I got some race cars to finish up here, and uh, we got some big events coming up, so uh, we need to get ready. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you again so much. That's Tommy Baldwin, Jr., owner of Tommy Baldwin Racing, three-time winner already this year, in an Ascar Wheel and Modified Tour in the 7NY. We'll be right back. NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing after this. You're watching NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR roots. Catch the Wheel and Modified Tour, Ark Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour Races all season long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. And welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Just heard from the legendary Tommy Baldwin Jr. Kyle, uh, never short on opinions, but he kept it pretty tame for this interview, so I appreciate that. But how special is it for him to have this role of success for his team after all that he's done in the world of motorsports? But now I think he's really found his home, his niche back in the Modified Series. And you heard it, NASCAR's off the table, but I think he's still paying attention pretty closely what's going on.
0: And doing it in honor of his dad, uh, yeah. the late, great Tom Baldwin Sr., who I had a privilege of knowing, one of the biggest, brightest personalities in the, in the NASCAR Modified Garage throughout the 80s the 90s and into the early 2000s until his untimely passing. So uh, Tommy Jr. picking up right where he left off, making uh, making him proud. Nice to see that 7NY not only back on the racetrack with Tom Baldwin Sr.'s colors of, of the black and white from years ago, but back in victory lane as well at all of these racetracks that his dad found so much success at during his career.
1: Certainly was special. Appreciate Tommy Baldwin Jr. for coming on the show. All right, time to look ahead. It's Go With The Flow, our race weekend calendar here presented by Flow Racing. And uh, both of us are back to work. Kyle Ricky, I was at the Indy 500 this past weekend, got the suntan. It was nice to be a fan again in front of 300,000 people, but it's time to go back to work. For you, it starts with the ARCA West Series out at Portland, way up in the Pacific Northwest. And that you can hear on MRN, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday Kyle, Arca at Portland. What should we expect?
0: Did you see the race last year? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was it – was, I don't know how they get through turn one. I mean, and, and I the, – the Xfinity series is going to be interesting as well uh, with, with 40 of those cars. Arca last year I think had 20 or 24 in the race, and they struggled to get through what that turn one, two, and three complex. I mean, it is so tight, so narrow – so sharp. Um, it'll be fun to watch, but that's, uh, I think we're on position for the Motor Racing Network crew this weekend, so it's going to be fun, uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. We haven't seen the uh, the Arkham the Menard Series West Series for, what, three or four weeks now, so One it's like been that. a while, yeah. and the first of two short track races, or two road course races, as they'll be at Sonoma next week as well, so going to be interesting. A lot of new names in the field that are road course specific, So, uh, we could have a new winner come Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, I'll be tuned in after our coverage on the Motor Racing Network of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series from Gateway. That'll be one o'clock on MRN Eastern Time on Saturday. So, a double dose of NASCAR action, a double dose of Chris and Kyle once again uh, on the Motor Racing Network coming up this weekend on Saturday. Uh, In the short track world, we have the Late Model 100 out at South Boston, another iconic racetrack gearing up uh, for their South or uh, Super. SRX Series. Hello. I was going to say Southwest Series. uh, SRX Series uh, debut coming up a little bit later this summer. But the late model 100 is an interesting race. Anytime you put 100 laps with late models at an iconic track like South Boston, it's going to be tight door-to-door racing, and you can see it on flow.
0: And a good feel of cars expected as well, and that'll play well for those drivers running for the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts National Championship. Maximum point type of night, and a, a possible big win in the process could propel them even further in the national championship standings.
1: The Madhouse is back in action. Bowman Gray Stadium, Kevin Powell Motorsports 100 for the Modifieds. Uh, we've been pretty much, I guess, we're, our expectations have matched what we've seen as far as so far the racing at Bowman Gray. Awfully hard to pass. A lot of beating and banging, as we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, but this race is pretty special, so I can only imagine that the anticipation level a little bit higher for this weekend at Bowman Gray
0: and can Burt Myers get back on the rails. Uh they have struggled this season even with a backup car last week. Um didn't have the best of nights during the Twin 25s. So uh, we'll see if Burt can get back to victory lane in a race that he has found so much success in in the over the years.
1: And Kyle Ricky, as we mentioned at the top of the show out at Stafford Speedway, you've got a big weekend coming up on Friday night, the SK Modifieds. Uh or is that on Saturday, Kyle?
0: That's Friday night, That's SK
1: Modifieds. Yeah
0: are here, uh, along with the SK Lights and the light models. Uh, it is kids' night, so there'll be a big wheel race. It was a photo finished a couple of weeks ago. We had to go to the video replay up on the big video board to determine who won. Wow. Crowd got into it. Drivers got into it. It was uh, it was fun. And
1: So they don't put we'll transponders on the big wheels and let time I
0: said, actually, I said that on the PA, if we <laughs> only had transponders.
1: Well, may- maybe maybe Friday night they'll surprise you. I don't know. But you big see? wheel race, I could probably still fit in one of those. Maybe I'll come out there and... Give it a go. Uh, should be a fun time out at Stafford again. Hopefully the weather holds off. What's the forecast looking like?
0: So far, so good. Uh, chance of showers at 10 a.m. And then it's going to cool off to about 72 degrees and sunny skies. So hopefully I'll be watching on flow, too, from Portland. So.
1: Well, we'll see what happens there on Friday night at Stafford. Now we're going to switch to the dirt because one of my favorite events of the year and, and their weather forecast is 50-50, so we'll see what happens. But Indiana Midget, Week, Indiana Midget Week for the USAC National Midget Series kicks off this weekend. They actually run eight races in a total of ten days, even though the schedule's for seven out of ten because they also have Tri-City Granite, and Granite City, City, Illinois, the day before coming up on Thursday, June 2nd. But that also Indiana Midget Week kicks off Friday – with uh, Bloomington, uh, Bloomington, Indiana, then you have Lawrenceburg, Indiana on Saturday, and Tri-State or Hopstock, Indiana on Sunday to kick off a grueling stretch for the midgets. A lot of uh, short-track stars are in the field, like Buddy Kofoy, trying to defend his uh, Indiana Midget Week title from a year ago. Buddy, we've seen him in a truck, we've seen him in a late model, uh, certainly going to be one to watch. Kyle, as a Dirt fan like you are, I know it's always special to watch midgets, especially in the state of Indiana.
0: It is. You know, you get the best of the best and you have to watch the best of the best do this. As you mentioned, seven out of 10 nights or eight out of 10 nights beginning Thursday at at Granite City, a track I've been to. It's only a couple of miles behind the backstretch of uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway, Gateway, uh, where the cup cars will be. This weekend. So a uh, fun way to start the race weekend for race fans out there. I think it's only like six or seven miles away. So uh, head out, see the, the national midgets in action before you take a full weekend of NASCAR competition. Then the midgets head back to Indiana and uh, I think every night will be on flow. And they were fun to watch last year and be fun to watch again this year.
1: Yeah, I may have to take the rental car keys from Steve Post here, at the Motor Racing Network and go venture on out to Granite City. Uh, yeah. well, I'm pretty sure he'd come with me because, like, let's be honest, the uh, the guy's a big dirt fan. So we'll see yep. what happens there on Thursday night. CRA Super Late Models at Jennerstown. First time ever they've been there. Had to mention that. That is a big event. Jennerstown uh, just put on a whale of a show for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Can't imagine it'll be. Anything different than with the CRA All-Star Super Late Models. And, Kyle, the list goes on. Flow Racing has it all, including Berlin setting up for a big weekend. I think next weekend on June 8th, I saw um, uh, Eric Jones has entered for that event. I think Carson Hosovar is going back. But this is kind of the tune-up there out at Berlin. Is
0: that the money in the bank, nope. I believe, for Berlin Speedway? Uh, our Jeff Striegel uh, helping promote that event uh, out at the uh, Berlin Speedway. So he'll be tuned in as well. Actually, that's a midweek race. So uh, he'll be able to attend.
1: Looking forward to it. And I'm sure we'll talk to I'll talk to Jeff about it uh, coming up this weekend. So wherever you are across the country, lots of racing going on as we kickstart the month of June. Uh, should be an exciting one as the temperatures go up. The action on the racetrack certainly heats up. We'll be here to cover it all on next week's show. Kyle, safe travels out to Portland again, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on the Motor Racing Network. ARCA West from Portland. Do you know where you're positioned at so folks can uh, listen in?
0: I think somewhere around Calamity Quarter, uh, which is turn one. Uh, turn go. one, two, three, and four. I think I'm around uh, that end of the speedway. I've never been to Portland International Raceway before, so this is a new track for me to to knock off the list. Can't wait to get out there.
1: And I'll start the weekend off with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series from Gateway Saturday, 1 o'clock Eastern time. On the Motor Racing Network from Pitt Road, we'll also have cup coverage on Sunday, practice, Friday, all the good stuff. Uh, to watch coming up and listen to this weekend all right kyle enjoy the rest of your week get ready for a busy weekend out at portland uh and safe travels my friend you as well
0: we'll see you next week
1: sounds good and appreciate all you race fans tuning into the motor racing networks nascar coast to coast presented by flow racing wherever you are have a great weekend of racing and we'll look forward to chatting next week If you enjoyed this episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast, be sure to subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots, where you can catch the and Modified Tour, the Ark Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour races all season long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today.